0: Welcome back to the SFC Podcast, a podcast about what it looks like to be the light of Jesus in this skiing snowboard culture. I'm your host, Randy Schroeder coming to you from Campton, New Hampshire, and I'm here with Josh Stock from Copper Mountain, Colorado. Mm. and our guest today is Neil Ritchie, all the way from Riverside, California, actually on what's top of an old an old orange grove. So welcome <laughs> That's Neil.. Right. Hey, what's up friends? So, How the heck are you?
1: I'm good now that I can see your faces.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Neil, we're pumped to have you. We're in the middle of a series here about SFC's values. Mm-hmm. And seriously, when we were thinking through the different values and we came on relationships, nobody came to my mind quicker <laughs> than you, Neil. So I'm excited Neil to be chatting Ritchie. with you about this today.
2: Yeah. And for for those of you guys who don't know, one of our most, uh, it's probably one of our most palatable and easily understandable values uh, one of our core values is relationships, and we say we intentionally build up our community, connecting people to the global network of Christian writers and the body of Christ. And now if you'll just give me a couple minutes just to wrap real quick about uh, relationships and why we value it. There are thousands of verses in the Bible on why we value relationships. Every letter of Paul's was directed at building up a church or a community He's always, he mentions dozens of names in each letter. He was a network, a natural networker, Paul was. Um, But the one that I love specifically is John 17, high priestly prayer of Jesus's. Um, It reads sort of like a teaching, but it's recorded as a prayer. And Jesus prays this thing where he said, where he's, he's praying to the father for himself and for his disciples. That's the one where he says you and me and I and you and me and them and them and you and them and us and and uh, it's an, it's, I really like that because it reveals a couple things about relationships to us. First of all, the, the relationship uh, between the father and the son. These are two distinct but united um, beings, persons. These are, they're two distinct but united uh, persons. And like every properly balanced relationship we've ever been a part of, um, it takes two, Right. And, uh, and so it's this father and son thing, and then he invites in the believers. Um, but this shows us, first of all, that God is eternally relational, right? Isn't that crazy? He, he literally lives in relationship for eternity. And, and what's cool we see in here is that the father gives the son... Um, authority he gives the son followers he gives the son his name he gives the son work to accomplish um, and he says so that the world might know and and uh, might know that you love them and so so God gives these things and that's his reason for unity is so that the world might see this and um, and then the son invites in the believers the followers and the son actually gives us from the father, by way of the Son, by way of Jesus, the Son grants us as believers eternal life. He grants us uh, the Father's word. He gives us the Father's character. He gives us the Father's example. He says, "You know what? You only I only do what you see in what God the Father. You know, I only if you've seen me, you've seen the Father." And so He gives us uh, the Father's example, and He gives us a share in this relationship. So that's cool. That's what we see in the Father and Son relationship. And then within this prayer, Jesus talks about the believer relationship, believer um to believer the one another relationship and then also the believer to the world and this is where it gets a little tricky Um, but what we see what we see in there that's cool is that uh jesus sends the believers into the world he says not of but in in you know he sends them out and he says hey they're gonna hate you just like they hated me and isn't that the truth relationships are tough are tough because we're different Um, and then as he sends them out he prays that the unity between the believers, each other, and between the believers and God would cause the world to believe that the father sent the son. That's his reason for sending the believers into the world. So the father had this reason for sending the son, and then the son has this reason that are not too dissimilar is unity and love, um, so that the, the world might believe. Um, the other thing we see from that is that um, Jesus actually asks the father to keep and to protect and to sanctify and to unite the believers. He says, Make them one as we are. May they be one as we are one. Jesus literally plays for believers that we would be one the way that Jesus and the Father are one. That's wild. And then the last thing I thought was cool that I saw in this prayer that I thought I'd mention is that Jesus Jesus communicates this prayer to the Father in front of his followers. And I thought, when I read that, I'm like, why would he do that? It's kind of a weird, but communication in any relationship, as we know, is key. Communication is key. And we need to communicate. We literally have to communicate for everything we do. The same way that we can't remove ourselves from relationships. You can't be an unrelated. I mean, you're, there are people. We live with people. We have to have relationships. You also can't remove Communication from our lives we we literally have to communicate. We literally have to have relationships and we see this In the entirety of the Bible the whole story of the Bible begins and ends in relationship from the front to the back It's all about relationship the the narratives through the Old Testament of God using slaves and prostitutes and the lowliest individuals of every society as his chosen people to reconcile all humanity back to himself It's a beautiful thing. God loves people. He loves relationships and it continues. The the Bible continues to point to the value of relationships within the kingdom. Jesus comes and died, dies for a restored relationship, literally to restore our relationship back to our father. That's why he comes. He values relationships. It's safe to say God is a God, the God of relationship, specifically the God of restored relationships. And I mean, yes, relationships are hard, uh, naturally. it's Relationships are a life of tension. We talk about this all the time. And uh, it's, a, it's a life of having the hard conversations, right? To be dialed in and engaging in relationships, you have to have these hard conversations. But when when we can trust the one who has existed eternally in relationship within himself, when we trust him and we remain in a relationship with him, We offer the world a chance to see what real relationship is like, to to be reconciled back to their creator, to understand relationship well. We talk about being the bridge at SFC, and that word comes from the same word of reconciliation, to reconcile one thing to another is to bridge them together. God's intention for us is literally to be reuniting all of God's creatures, re-relationshipping, if that's no word if that's not a word it is now, we're, we're to be reuniting, re-relationshipping, re-reconciling all of God's critters back into a relationship with him. And so we say relationships, we intentionally build up our community, connecting people to the global network of Christian writers and the body of Christ. And Neil just personifies that. <laughs> it's, wow. It's true, man. You've, you've been, I mean, as long as I've known you, you've been, One of my favorite people persons, you, uh, whether it's snowboarding or fishing or whatever, any of the family dadding, any of the things that you do, you're, you've, you're great with people. Um, you have a passion for people. I have felt valued by you. I've felt loved by you. I've seen you love people well. And I think I have a hunch that the reason that you love people well is because (laughs) of your love for the Lord and, uh, yeah, we got you here today to talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, man. Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> That's crazy. Thank you. Sure did.
0: Neil's been an SFCer for as long as I can remember, ten plus years, um, based out of Big Bear, California. And he's just like your local yeah, your local host. It's I can I can mm-hmm. count on my fingers and toes the number of people that are like, I flew into LA and Neil brought me dim sum and then we went fishing and <laughs> so he's just local host extraordinaire father of two husband of one wife and um, one. just all-around great guy so anyway we're, we're wow. dragging out this intro a lot but it's neil we really we really really love you i
2: know my ego is like way up here right now <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let's go. for sure so relationships we're talking relationships um You've been snowboarder for a long time. Um, let's talk a little bit about, before we get there, actually, let's talk a little bit about relationships. Like, why are relationships so important? We talk about these three sort of relationships, you know, our relationship with the Lord, our relationship with, uh, with SFC. We talk about our relationship with people on the hill, like non-believers, and then also with the local church, local body of believers. And so what is it about relationships that, makes this such a value for us for you specifically
1: oh man well um i feel like so that was a crazy that was an amazing intro um of me and definitely we for the most part we're all self-deprecating right we would never say those things about ourselves but then another step further like i think we all have that thing in us where we're like oh man like me alone can never get it done. Right. Uh, and so I just like, I think that I'm, I try to be like, uh, not just goal oriented, but like accomplishment oriented, you know what I mean? And not in like a prideful way, but like, I want to get things done. And I just know that like, there's no way alone that I can weather the lows, right? Mm. Um, whether it's in any of those aspects that we're talking about in uh, in relationship, whether it's in ministry, in the church, with our families, in business, what, whatever. Um, and so I just want to surround myself with the best people possible. Sure. Uh, and I think when you – the way to do that is to give of yourself, I think, to mm. for people to – right. People can sniff out a phony really easily. And it's like, when you yeah. genuinely like, I just, I need community. I need camaraderie. I need relationship building, um, as a main tenant. And in, in every aspect of my life, people can see that genuineness of like, no, I need to give of myself mm-hmm. so I can, um, surround myself with good people.
2: Yeah. So that it's important for survival. It's important for flourishing, all of those things, relationships, That's what they do. What are uh, let's talk about a a little bit about some maybe some day to day rhythms that you have that help you build and also just maintain relationships.
1: Yeah, so I'm always on the daily. I'm trying to put myself in situations to where I can meet new people, where I can uh, be the right person in their life. Right when not that we need to talk about COVID, but when COVID started. Um, I had a friend of mine that said, hey, in this time, like, I'm going to be paying attention. And when we get through this period, it's going to be very evident to me who valued me and who put Mm. into my life and who is just kind of an acquaintance to, you know, wash in and wash out. And I'm and I locked onto that and said, yes. And I want, you know, everyone in my phone book to know that. I care about them. If we have a relationship is such that we gave each other, each other's personal information and phone numbers to where we could just call mm. up at any time, right there there. That's like, that's like the first step almost, you know what I mean? Or even just like, Hey, yo, are you on Instagram? Let's like switch Instagrams. Um, and so I just want to be that person that uh, is when someone thinks about me, they think about, Oh, this guy is genuine this guy thinks about me and I could tell he does because he goes out of his way to make sure he contacts me and all that kind of stuff. Now I fail all the time, but those are my intentions.
0: Yeah. So yeah, what I'm hearing you say is that you are willing to sacrifice personally for people. Um, I think it's actually like even a long way from your house to a lot of places and it takes a lot of time. How do you keep a good attitude when that might be hard or takes a big sacrifice on your end?
1: Um, I think a lot of it comes from uh, just background and and culture, maybe, and I I don't mean culture in the big sense, but like, so I live in Riverside, California. It's an hour to Big Bear. It's an hour to LAX. It's an hour to San Diego. It's an hour to the desert without traffic (laughs) right it's an hour anywhere and it's no shorter to get anywhere so i come from a culture where to get anywhere you got to go an hour to do whatever so it's not as much of a grind for me and my cult the the hyper-focused culture of riverside because everyone knows you got to drive an hour to get anywhere um and the worst traffic in america (laughs) (laughs)
2: But that's one of the, I mean, that those are the types of things that you do though. Like you, that's what Randy was saying. You just, you love people. Well, you, we've seen you host people. Well, you go out of your way and what are some, you know, talk about some other, maybe principles or best practices that you take in relationship building, other than just going out of your way for people. How do we build these solid relationships? How do we do that? Okay. Can I talk about a principle? That
1: has been big in my life. Okay. So Randy (laughs) said the word willing. All right. So yes. So we all know what that means. Right. And then we generally colloquially, we use the word willing and eager kind of interchangeably. Right. Oh yeah. But there's a really big difference between being willing and being eager. Like willingness gives us like a scapegoat, like Right. So I have a commercial driver's (laughs) license because my church asked me to drive the 15 passenger vans to do ministry stuff from time to time. And I got it because I'm willing to do it. But do I turn them down all the time? Absolutely. Because I'm not eager. I'm not eager to to go pick up, you know, three people from the old folks home and bring them to church every Sunday. (laughs) I mean, that's it you know, that's a valiant thing. That's a great thing. Right. But that's not something Mm. I'm eager to do. I'm willing to do it. And when it's convenient, I will. Uh, but when Mm. it's not convenient, uh, it goes by the wayside really quickly. Right. But if we're eager about Mm. something, if we're eager about building community, we're eager about growing ministry, we're eager about sharing Mm. God's word. Right. We're all like, we, we're going to be obedient. Right. And then we're all, everyone's called Mm. to give an account. So if we're going to be obedient and we're called to give an account, we should be, in my opinion, that's another thing. I don't want to tell people what they yeah. should and shouldn't do, but it, <laughs> as a Christian, it would be a good idea to be obedient and figure out yeah. what it would take to to find your niche, right? We have our niche here with SFC, and and not just be willing to do whatever, but to be eager. Um, yeah. And so maybe that's a little tongue-in-cheek, but I think if you keep those... um those things like those two things separate you it's a good check and balance at least for myself like what am Mm. I willing to do what am I eager when you're eager to do something like I'm eager to go to Moab with Josh next week right and so I (laughs) made sure that the schedule was cleared right if I was just willing to go I I would find I would find reasons not to I would you know give up or whatever
2: um, yeah, and that's one of those hard balances too. It's like you know, we want to. I have a, I have, I'm this. I have a hard time saying no to people, and so oftentimes I burn myself out, which ends up you know affecting my family and other people because I just say yes to everything, and and that's a hard. It is a hard balance, and and relationships obviously they take work, right? They they take work, and they can be difficult. Um, for you, what are some things? What are some obstacles? What are some roadblocks? What what makes relationship building difficult for you practically? Um why is it so hard? Why yeah. are people why are relationships so hard to build?
0: They say that the reason that the church is so difficult is that there's there's people. There's people in it and so yeah. church would just be easy if there weren't if there weren't so many people involved.
1: It's not just people; it's adults, right? So, uh, we like we build up walls and all kinds of stuff. Like it's, I mean, there's so many, there's so many cheeky phrases and stuff like that. You know, like the it comes to mind. Um, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, bring a buddy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, That's
0: actually kit- an old African proverb. It liter, it actually is. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But they don't use the word buddy. <laughs> Paraphrased. No. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: right. yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, how to say buddy in swahili. <laughs> um I think it's everyone's guard. Everyone's guard is up, man, and especially in mm. COVID, um mm-hmm. like we have the innate desire to connect with people. We might even be mm-hmm. not just willing but eager to connect with people, but like uh it's it takes a it takes a standard right we all have standards right um it takes a standard to be met to crack that ice to be open mm. to a relationship and everyone has a different mm. level of where that bar is um yeah and i think that's why if we can get to the point where like we're we're talking just a second ago about you putting forth the effort initially and people are going to, you know, see that they're going to sniff out, you know, genuineness as easily as they s- sniff out
2: a phony. Okay, So you're saying, you know, some of the roadblocks, some of the obstacles are just people are different. The timing right now. Yeah, everybody's got their guard up. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've gone through and uh, just a weird era of of people being secluded and separated from people and thinking about self care and all this stuff. And, and so it's created a, a weird culture where some, I don't know, networks are, are either a mile wide, an inch deep or an inch wide and a mile deep. E- either we've had one person and we've just gone super deep with them, or we've just like, just brushed the surface with people. How do we, I mean, that's not good. We want, we want to, we want to be people who are known for being relational. And, and so how do we build these deeper, more meaningful relationships Uh, specifically. We're talking about the shred culture. How do we do that when people are so guarded and so, I don't know, just pulled away from community right now. Said in
0: another way, Neil, you have a lot of relationships that seem really deep. How do you have so many relationships that are so, so many relationships that seem so deep?
1: Um, I think, so I, I agree with that. I think I totally do. And I think, uh, both, I think I have that both inside the shred culture and outside the shred culture. Um, uh, and I think it's a matter of being intentional, like my whole, so, so we're, uh, can I say this? I'm in, I'm, I'm in counseling. I'm seeing a therapist. I hope that you can I, say that I can, right. And so do say once, once. Yeah. And I think it's amazing. Right. So like we had a lot of we've had a lot of loss um, in our family during covid. Mm. And so grief is just hard to process. Um, mm. And far be it for me to think that I'm good enough to just process these things on my own. And so I uh, found a great you know Christian counselor who's got a degree in counseling and a degree in Bible. You know what I mean? Super hard to find, super rare and takes my insurance. <laughs> you know what I mean? So found the trifecta there. Um, but we talk about, and so one, I think intentionality is the absolute crux of everything. If you are lackadaisical about your intentionality for anything, um, you're going to have mixed results. But if, um, but if you stay intentional, more, more, uh, all right, more cheeky phrases, I used to say. I used to be the guy that hates those things, and I still kind of do. But there's some that are so impactful to life, right? Um, Jim Rohn said, uh, "Motivation uh, is what gets you started, but it's good habits that keep you going, right?" And so when when we have these motivations that are kind of be fleeting and fickle and pass away, um, if we could lock hold of those things and create systems, and and we're talking about re- relationship. Right. And I'm so not type A, but like to have systems in place to do these things is vital. Um, Mm. And so I've just, you know, over time developed a system um, that's the least system system ever of just being intentional and making sure that I'm putting myself out there um, Mm. and and reaching out to people and then like bringing a buddy along like. Because it's way easier, um, it's way easier to connect with someone whose walls are up if you bring something mutual, right? Mm-hmm. Whether whether that mutual thing is shredding or that mutual thing is Josh Stock, um, mm-hmm. or so or like uh, so Melissa Chastain, right? Amazing woman. We are doing, we're going to Moab. We're cooking, right? I love to cook for people. That's yeah. the way I care for people. And I didn't know Brandon at all. And if I just yeah. called it Brandon, chances are we're like, things weren't going to connect. But yeah. M- Melissa brought me along to connect with Brandon. So now we yeah. have walls come down easier, right? And so whether that's, you know, a person or a, uh, a, you know, something like snowboarding or some sort of commonality, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. those things help. And then so intentionality with a good system and some sort of commonality. I think that's really all it takes
0: yeah. to give you all some context uh we're recording this on September 22nd. And next weekend is the Southwest Regional Conference. And. Last year, Neil... Mm. (laughs) It it always falls on his birthday, I guess. And last year, Neil's like, I didn't know until last minute. And so we made Neil the first one, but... um if, if you're going to that, um, this, this probably is going to be released after that conference, but yeah. I think everyone going yeah. is going to have a blast. Neil, you said that, so you mm-hmm. use systems to keep in touch with people, but um, I'm, I'm curious, are there any, like, maybe little practical tidbits of what you practice? I mean, is my name, when you call me once every three months, is my name in your calendar, or what type of systems do you use to keep in touch with people?
1: I think that would be a great way to do things. I'm just so unorganized that I can't. But so I've created little, right? Two minutes, pockets of time sometimes where I will pull over or I will find the next available moment if someone comes into my brain um, to stop and call that person. Um, Mm. Or at very least, talk to text if I'm driving and I'm in a rush or whatever. And, you know, for some reason, someone pops into my head, Mm -hmm. um, like I'll just talk to text.
2: Yeah. Hey internet, tell my friend, I love them.
1: Yeah. Like (laughs) as simple as that. And it's like, um, and that's what I mean by, so I don't mean some like like there's tons of type a people out there that could absolutely benefit Mm. and develop intentionality with a system with some sort of um uh icebreaker some yeah some sort of commonality um right i hang out in coffee shops a ton uh and it's really easy to be like hey isn't this coffee good or like man those pastries or whatever (laughs) are delicious right and then you instantly find a commonality um uh and then if it and you and then, and then it's really easy to, fi- if we're talking about something new, it's really easy to find out if that moment is a good moment for someone or not. Mm. Like if I call Josh yeah. or Randy, generally, the first thing I open with is, Hey man, is this a good time? Yeah. Um, and Randy's always busy. So he's like, no, 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 let's suck it." <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Josh just doesn't know how to answer his phone. Um, but I, 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 I like what you're saying there. Cause earlier you said it's more of like a cultural, it's almost like a, this is a thing you value. This is a, is like a code you live by. And, and the same way Jesus like took time for people, you know, like he, he stopped what he was doing and, and would stop for people. Like I think a lot of times many of us who are task driven or whatever, we, we think I'm, you know, it's task a in mind and it's task R You know, by the time you get down to like caring for people or taking time or stopping for people, I think that that's one of the things that I've seen in you is, is you called it intentionality, but, but just being a person who stops to ask and stops to talk and takes your time to, to, for people, you know, it's like Jesus had that value for people. And, and we've seen that in you and that's something that I don't know has, has uh, it has inspired me. I don't know, it's a challenge. That's huge, dude. That's so huge. I
1: tell people, um, not that we need to go into work and stuff like that, but um, I'm blessed enough to like be in a situation income wise where I get to work with, um, I will get to work yeah. alongside with other people who have, uh, who are working under less stress. I would probably say, um, mm-hmm. and I tell you, I tell you know my agents or whatever this all the time. Your time is your most valuable resource, right? Yeah, exactly. And like we don't talk in those terms all the time, but people get it when you use your time—the thing mm-hmm. you can be using—a myriad of different ways—and you use it for them on their mm-hmm. um, on their behalf. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Absolutely and i would say neil that you're particularly generous with your time that's as josh was talking that's that spoke out it's mm-hmm. your time is valuable and it's something that you can be generous with and that's something that you do well
2: yeah and and i think i mean every one of us has 24 hours in a day so I, you know i hear people say it all the time and and it, for some it's a matter of semantics but other i think it speaks a lot cuz people be like man if i could just find time for this i would just find t-. and i'm like you have to make time you have <laughs> to be intentional Cause, cause you're not going to find, none of us is going to just find some random time, you know, like as you know, we're the three of us here are dads and yeah. husbands and uh. you know what I mean? Like you have how many, you have how many different hobbies and like you literally aren't going to just find time laying around. You have to make time. And one of the things that from Jesus's model, that's worth making time for is time with the father, time mm-hmm. with people, you know, and, and that's that speaks to this value of relationship that is just should be in and around and throughout everything that we do
1: bro for real. Yeah. And then for if you real. don't have like some sort of system in place, you're going to be like, yeah. okay, I have the time. Like I'm sitting in my office. What do I do? What do I actually do? Yeah. Um, it looks different for different, you know, Sex, you know what I mean? I could, uh, mm-hmm, yeah. I got the so I have the whole list of everyone coming to, and I'm just doing using Moab because that's you know the current state of whatever. And yeah. so there's people with different dietary restrictions, and it's like we have to call and figure those things out. And like, I haven't talked to Caitlin Ivy in yeah. a year and a half, you know what I mean, since yeah. before COVID started, right? Probably the last sfc national conference. Um, and it was like, oh, man, like I had a two second question, but we got to have a 10 minute conversation. And if yeah. like I didn't know what to do, if I didn't know that I had to like have the list and then find the, you know, allergies or whatever, and then have the phone number. If I didn't have that system to call that person, we would never yeah. have had that conversation. And so it's like, one, if you desire to be intentional, like make sure you know what you're going to do when the I- opportunity falls in your lap i.e. the time to make something happen right um and then i think super important um is become a professional question asker you know nobody wants to be like i i do as bet as good as a job that i know how to do to not ever tell anyone what they should and shouldn't be doing christian or not Mm. like it's just not i think it's super you know egotistical to tell some one unsolicited what they should be doing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that turns people off, but asking questions is huge. Yeah. Right. You
2: know what I mean? Uh. uh and so if you're, yeah, we used to, we used to train our interns. Actually, we'd say, Hey, get on the quest, get on the chairlift with a, with a, you know, singles line, whatever hop on and only ask questions. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't tell them about yourself or how great you are. Or what, you, what trick you do? Like literally just, ask questions because people generally like to talk about themselves. And so if you want to get to know people, learn how to ask good questions that are engaging huge and you'll be surprised at how well you get to know people (laughs) on literally on like one chairlift. It's like 10 minutes. Yeah. You'll get to know a ton about people. And if you show some interest and you you're genuinely interested, you genuinely care about people, it actually starts People start to open up and it starts to peel back layers if you just ask good questions.
0: That's awesome. I'm actually I'm actually a famous unsolicited advice giver. And so it's something that I'm working on. <laughs> good point. If I'm going to do that,
1: I will caveat it. All right, do you guys know Toastmasters mm-hmm. stuff? You, you got to tell them what you're going to tell them, then tell them, and then t- tell them what you told them. Right, so that's Toastmaster stuff. <laughs> so if I'm gonna do that, like I, I found one thing that I think breaks the ice really well, and says, "Hey, this is some free advice. Take it for what it costs."
2: Yeah, you know what I right,
1: mean. Yeah. And then like you know, <laughs> take it or leave it, whatever. Um, generally, I won't do something like that till I know I have a barometer of where our relationship is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Uh. Right. We you talked about we are all dads now, and remember when we mm. were still all good friends and writing a whole lot together and not dads. Well, life yeah. while life has changed a lot for all of us. You know what I mean? You guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I think my relationship with SFC has just changed. Like, I feel like the grandpa, I feel like an ambassador, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But like there, and I will, I'll go to LAX, no problem. And, and, uh, you know, pick people up. I mean, it. It. I. One of the proudest moments of my life is when Johnny Nelson was coming to L.A. and he tagged like a bunch of people, like pro snowboarders and skateboarders, and tagged me. And I'm like, yes, because Johnny, because Johnny knows, like, I will, I'll, like, you know, it's hard to go to LAX and just hang out for a layover. But like, if you got some time, man, like, I want to spend time with you. Um, like, if you need a place to crash, like we, like we're sitting in the SFC room. Uh, you're right. The, yeah. the the, maybe like the southwest region's most long-standing SFC bed, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and and I mean, if people are listening to this later, yes, come come here, come stay for a couple of days. Um, I know yeah. you know a, we have a whole schedule of people SFC people in the next few months coming to stay. Drew's coming down. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so in,
2: in true Toastmasters form, we, we told them what we were going to tell them again, this is Neil Richie. <laughs> uh, he's been talking about relationships. He literally just invited you to his house. He doesn't even yeah. know who you are. If you're listening to this, Come stay. and, uh, and these are, I mean, this is, this is why this is what we love about SFC. People value relationships. Our community values relationships. We love people. We love the Lord. We love people in the church. We love people outside of the church. We love people on the hill because that's so important and so we just uh, thanks for ha- thanks for coming neil thanks for letting us have you on here and and sorry we made you turn off your air conditioning in the 100 degree heat <laughs> <Yeah>. but uh <laughs> cool well hey everybody who's who's uh, listening thank you for joining us um we hope that you help we hope that you found this conversation helpful um and we just prayed that this conversation uh, between the three of us um I don't know what it would help you in your life to shine brighter and to bridge better. So until next time, we'll talk to you later.